0: Stem cell science is changing medicine and our understanding of human development. Learn more with the stem cell channel. Visit uctv.tv slash stem cell.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And if you're just joining us, welcome to the CIRM 2020 grantee meeting. It's two days full of exciting and really engaging presentations and discussions about the latest in stem cell research, all funded by us, the California Institute for Regenerative Medicine. I'm Kevin McCormick. I'm the communications director there. And the uh, next session is going to be about cardiac stem cells. And we're delighted to be able to welcome Pat Farrant, who has a really interesting story and is going to be talking to us about heart disease and his involvement in, in stem cell research. Uh, Pat, your introduction to the world of stem cell research into the world of heart disease came rather suddenly, didn't it?
0: Uh, yes, it did. Uh, not exactly a planned event. I had been ignoring some warning signs and probably was not paying attention to uh, what I've learned is a uh, a vital component, which is to genetic base to heart disease. My father had passed away at age 61 and that's what, that's what I experienced. So I learned how to get fast action in an emergency room. You just go in and say I'm experiencing chest pains. I'm 61 years old. That's the same age my father died. So uh, right away I got into the hospital and shortly thereafter, uh, I guess I crashed and or blood pressure dropped and uh, they, so they had to do surgery at midnight till five in the morning. I told at one point I was down to my last two hours as uh, an, a main artery, the LAD left anterior descending artery had closed, and um, but uh, came through five hours later, and uh, that was 15 years ago. Wow, well we're delighted you're here to join us. I know since then that you've
1: been really active and engaged in kind of advocacy and support groups for for heart disease. Talk a bit about that.
0: Yes, indeed, I, uh, uh, working closely with my cardiologist, she felt I was making a spectacular recovery. And she said, I really should talk with other heart patients and heart disease in general, but other heart patients about what to expect in recovery and what they have to do to get their lives back. So I called the American Heart Association locally here in San Jose, and they asked me if I like to lick envelopes or if I like to get involved in fundraising, and neither one of those particularly appealed to me. So they said they had an affiliate organization called Mended Hearts, a heart patient organization. Uh, We currently have about 40,000 members So I became involved. Uh, We visit heart patients, quarter million heart patients throughout America each year. I became involved at the local level as a chapter, vice president, president, and then regionally as a regional director of area. And then the entire one, then I served on the board of directors um, as a vice president and was elected to be executive vice president of about a 40,000 member organization. Uh, We primarily visit patients in their rooms. We just introduce ourselves as saying, we have something in common with you. We've had a personal experience with cardiovascular disease.
1: And I know that one of those experiences where you were in the room, you saw exactly how difficult it is for patients to make decisions. I mean, there's a real time pressure, obviously, because of the heart condition, um, but also conflicting information. So tell us that story.
0: Well, it was... um, um, in an innocent way that I happened to be in this patient's room when the surgeon, uh, the cardiovascular, cardiovascular surgeon showed up, cardiothoracic surgeon, excuse me. And he was, uh, the patient, they hadn't decided on what the course of action was going to be or the treatment. So he gave quite a presentation on the benefits and values of open heart surgery. And, uh, I happened to be back in that same patient's room where later in the day, an interventional cardiologist came in and went through all of the benefits of an intervention by of putting a stent. And, and really, I felt wasn't giving in terms of informed consent of giving the patient the data, the information they needed to make a decision. It really it sounded almost to me like they were pitching both of uh, the things that they did one over the other. And the patient actually asked me what, I, you know, what I would do. Well, I could, obviously I can't give medical advice. And I told him he needs to talk with a a, a cardiologist because he was, um, you know, it, it had to be decided that the, the treatment was going to proceed the next day. And I uh, didn't have a chance to talk with a cardiologist and was put in a very awkward situation I felt and also was somewhat in a bit of a drug haze with the medical treatment he was giving so it it made for um, uh, I I felt just a kind of an awkward situation of two different uh, procedures being promoted to them and then saying so now what uh, what do you want to do
1: yeah, obviously it's a, really, it's a critical time obviously for the patient and obviously informed consent and good information is a really, is a really challenging thing for someone to, to be able to grasp in that situation. Um, since then you've become um, involved with a CAP, what we call a clinical advisory panel, helping guide from the patient's perspective um, some of the heart disease research that we're funding. Talk a bit about your experience with that, I mean do you, how important do you think the patient's perspective is?
0: I'm on the board there, and it's, uh, it's a bit of a difficult situation, and these are all uh, cardiac researchers, you know, highly trained, highly educated, uh, and in fact, I, I started out by thanking them for uh, studying hard and getting a good, uh, a good grade in organic chemistry, which probably helped them get into medical school, and I thank them for their, field of, for their choice for the field of study. Uh, medicine and furthermore cardiology. So I said, you know, speaking on behalf of some 40,000 patients, we thank you for how you've committed your life uh, doing research in cardiac disease and and uh, heart failure. Um, I ha- have a difficult time following uh, a lot of what they're saying because it's all better, and they understand that I'm, you know, just an average. Um, uh, person without medical training. But I try to uh, look up as many words as I can as they're talking and follow what they're saying. Heart um, heart failure and what they're looking at in terms of regenerating uh, stem cells, regenerating cells for stage two, stage three heart failure, damaged hearts, um, isn't uh, uh, more of a heart disease person, not a heart failure person. But I'm following what it is that they're uh, how to design the research and all that's involved, and uh, also have learned to appreciate the various steps that have to be taken to get FDA approval for human trials. Uh, this particular study out of Stanford isn't uh, isn't at human trials yet, but um, we're certainly look. I wouldn't be a candidate for that because I don't. Heart failure is not my thing, but you know, I just. Uh, but I guess one thing that came up is that. Uh, when they were prior to getting to uh, human trials, I said, well, I just asked them out of curiosity, I said, what if there are some complications here in terms of the the um, patient having complications following this these stem cells and involved hospitalizations, et cetera. So I just asked them, who would pay? And I can kind of tell by the nervous looks going around that room that hadn't exactly been established yet. I mean, it's funded by a grant from the state of California and the PI, the principal investigators at Stanford. And I think the answer to, well, our various attorneys will look at this and that will be decided.
1: And that's great. And that's why we love having patient advocates on these panels, because you ask the questions that maybe they hadn't thought about, but they need to as they get ready for a clinical trial. Uh, well, that's all we have time for. Pat, thank you so much for joining us, for sharing your experiences with us and for being on a, a clinical advisory panel. I know that the contribution you make, you downplay
0: it a little bit, but it's really essential for, to make these projects as successful as they possibly can.